What's up, you guys? It's your boy, Mello, back at it again with another episode. Hope you guys are having a lovely day, night, evening, uh, afternoon, whenever you're listening to this. Hope you guys are doing well. Hope life is treating you all well. Today's not such a bad day. A little warm here where I'm at, but there's a nice little breeze, so it ain't too bad. It seems like perfect weather to go to the beach. You know, if you got that perfect weather out there where it's not too hot nor too cold and you can go to the beach, take advantage. It is a Friday, so, you know... Weekends upon us, so take advantage to go out there to the beach, go have a fun day, or whatever, you know, go to a pool if you got a pool, throw a party, I don't know, I don't know what else to say, you guys, just go have a good day, if if it's foggy or raining, wherever you, if you're listening to this, you know, try to make the best out of, uh, out of what you're given, but uh, today's episode is not a review or any of that, I'm actually going to be revisiting an old concept I did a while ago. Um, so as you know, I'm a wrestling fan, a huge WWE fan, and, uh, this Sunday, uh, the, this recording, uh, tomorrow is SummerSlam, uh, which is going to be in Nashville, Tennessee at the Nissan Stadium, or I, I think it's Nissan Stadium or Coliseum, I don't know what they call it, but, um, so WWE SummerSlam is upon us, and, uh, I thought I'd take the moment to do something that I did actually a year ago. Uh, which is do a dream scenario because following SummerSlam, they do have, I think, two more pay-per-views and then it's Survivor Series. And Survivor Series, as you know, for those of you who know, uh, for those of you who don't know, is a pay-per-view where like uh, superstars from one show because WWE has has three shows, but their main like uh, their main shows, you could say are Raw and SmackDown, which Raw airs on the USA Network, and then SmackDown uh, airs on the Fox Network. And every year at Survivor Series, they have uh, wrestlers from both shows kind of collide and, like, prove who's the best. Uh, And over the years, um, the concept has just gotten too stale. It hasn't um, hasn't been the best, you know? Like, don't get me wrong, the matches are great and all, but the concept of, like, the best of the brands or uh the best of the best whatever they the tagline is um has gotten stale you know like it's not as uh, fun as it used to be you know there's not much stakes aside from like oh we're the best and then it's like all right let's stay together and stuff like it's kind of pointless now you know so last year i decided to do a bit of a dream scenario where like let's say if wwe were to cross with the other big promotion the recent big promotion that's growing which is aew all elite wrestling and I did a dream scenario where, like, I booked a WWE versus AEW Survivor Series uh, pay-per-view or premium live event, as they call it, um, dream scenario event where, like, they would take wrestlers from each one. And so this is my uh, this is my 2022 version of uh, of this year. Uh, so it's an updated version of what I'd like to see, given with what's been going on with both show with both companies and stuff, how the rosters are and stuff, how they've changed. So. This is, like, a different one. Like, I would like... If if this were to happen, I'd like it to be, like, a yearly thing and stuff. Like, that way it's much better, you know. Like, it adds, like, a new concept to the... Who's the better brand? Like, instead of the better brand, who's the better show and stuff. So, this is my concept of it. So, my dream scenario of what I would like to see. So, let's get right into it. Uh, as last... As a last... Eh. My last one, I did a two-night event because I believe... It's only right to do a two-night event, given the fact that there is a lot of uh, 
a lot of uh, wrestlers on the show, and I think it would be way too hard to con uh, just put it all into one sh- into one night. And uh, uh, last year, I had mentioned that I would like to do like uh, you know, like WWE produces one night, and then AEW produces another night. So kind of benefit benefit both companies, even though you know they are going head to head. But I think it's like given the fact that you know we're no longer in the era where like we're trying to compete with each other, even though some are still you know. But it's over, like, like now it's not as, like, oh, we're trying to put out a business. Like, I think this would be better to, like, benefit both companies. Like, you get fans from AEW probably tune into WWE and be like, okay, I love, I like these wrestlers. Let's check them out. And then, you know, if AEW, WWE fans love AEW, then they can check out AEW. You know, kind of beneficial for both, for both companies and stuff. But, uh, yeah. So, let's get started with night one. Uh, we're going to, um, we'll have AEW produce this night. Because the last time I had WWE produce the first night and then AEW produce the last night. This time we'll do it, we'll flip it. We'll have AEW produce the first night and then Sunday or whenever they have it because they have their shows on weekends. So the f- night two will be produced by WWE. So we'll have this uh, show be produced by AEW, all the company, prom- uh, all the promotion and stuff, how they do stuff, you know. So we'll have AEW produce this night. So this is my dream card of what I would like to see in an AEW versus WWE uh, premium live event show. So obviously, uh, I think the best way so that both companies can agree to, you know, host a show is to honor a wrestler that they both uh, were, who they both employed at a certain point, And that is the great Brody Lee. May he rest in peace. You know, last year I did a bro, uh, last year's uh, Survivor Series dream match was also for Brody Lee. So I think it would be fair to just continue the tradition, just honor Brody Lee, who, you know, impacted so many people, as we saw from all the wrestlers who went out on social media, who went on live television and said how much he's influenced, how much of a big uh, impact they had in his life. So I think it'd only be fair to continue the Brody Lee tribute to honor him, him, you know, to honor him. So obviously night one, we'll start off with a kickoff show, uh, which I, and it's going to be a men's battle royale, which is the same thing I did last year. The only difference this time is uh, the winner, depending on who it is, because I don't really decide on this. This is just whoever wins, wins. Um, Whoever wins, whether it's a WWE superstar, they will get a future US or IC, which is intercontinental, championship match or if an AEW wrestler wins they will get an either a uh, TNT or all Atlantic championship match that way we can add more uh more uh stakes to the battle royale where it's just not like oh WWE won it that's great what does that benefit you know I think this adds uh more um stakes to the match so that way like oh like the fans are like oh who's gonna win like who's gonna get that future US or IC title match or that TNT or all Atlantic championship match like it adds like a little bit of stakes to the wrestlers to go in there and be like all right let's do this right and the fans are a little more invested in stuff so yeah that's we'll start off the kickoff show the kickoff show will be a men's battle royale whoever wins whether it's a WWE superstar they get an IC or US future championship match or if it's an AEW wrestler they get an TNT or all Atlantic championship match in the future but yeah so that's the kickoff show for night one then we get to the main card, and this is where we start off with how Biggie calls it, big beefy men slapping meat. So we're going to have Bobby Lashley, the United States Championship champion, 
uh, because at the time he's still a champion right now. He's still the U.S. champion. We don't know after Saturday. That could change. Um, versus the TNT champion, who is the current, who is Warlord. Warlord. I can't pronounce his name, so so uh, I can't pronounce his name correctly. So I apologize for that. And this is, of course, just big, big beefy men slapping meat, as Big E used to say, as WWE superstar Big E says. You know, just a just a, a regular old wrestling match between two really strong men just going at it, just like trying to just essentially destroy each other, essentially just trying to like just yeah, that's the best way to put it. You know, just. Two big, strong men going at it. I think it'd just be a great match, you know. It'd just be a great uh, match, you know. It would benefit Warlord to, you know, uh, boost his profile facing, a, uh, you know, someone with the statue, the status of Bobby Lashley stuff. It would benefit him in his career and stuff. And obviously, I would have right now, my winner would be Wardload, Ward Low. I, I, I think I pronounced it right there. But I would have him win because, you know, he has been going on a... From what I've seen from AEW, you know, he has been booked strong. He's been booked well and stuff. Like, I think it would be only right for him to get this big win off of Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley, you know, he's already a massive superstar. He's already a big wrestling star. So, this wouldn't help. This wouldn't hurt him necessarily. If anything, it would. Pro- he would probably be honored to being to putting this guy over who, in his eyes, would probably be the future of, you know, th- of wrestling in general. You know, I think Bobby Lashley wouldn't mind putting over uh, Wardload. So Wardload would be the winner in this matchup, you know, so that Wardload can get that, that, uh, that, um, that, uh, what's, what's the phrase? I guess, um, superstar rub or something like that. I don't know. There's a phrase for it, but I can't remember. But anyways, after that, we go on to an AEW championship match. Uh, recently, AEW announced the AEW World Trios championship match. And we're going to have a championship, an AEW World champion. An AEW World Trios Championship match at Survivor Series. And many fans are predicting that the Undisputed Elite, which consists of Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, who were known as the Undisputed Era in WWE, are going to be winning those titles. So, obviously, I'm predicting here, my prediction is that they are the current champions and stuff. They will be going up against... Uh, the only faction that I know as of right now that WWE has, which is the Judgment Day. There's also Sheamus' group, but I don't think Sheamus' group is to the status of Judgment Day. But yeah, we'll have against the Judgment Day, which will consist of Finn Balor, Damian Priest, and Tommaso Ciampa. Now, Tommaso Ciampa isn't a member of, of, uh, the Judgment Day. Um, but I predict that maybe, I hope he does join because I think he would fit in well in that group. And I think... Now that Triple H is in charge with that, uh, with cre- all the whole creative process in WWE, I think he would do. He would book this group strongly, and he would see that you know Tomas, a character like Tommaso Ciampa, would fit in perfectly with this group. So yeah, obviously the undisputed elite: Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly versus the Judgment Day, which consists of Finn Balor versus Damian, uh, Finn Balor, Damian Priest, and Tommaso Ciampa. And obviously, we're going to have the Undisputed Elite win. I just think it would be a great contest between those guys. Just go out there, tear the house down, show that trios, uh, you know, show the beneficial of trios matches and stuff. And then, of course, like I said, the obvious winner would be the Undisputed Elite because I still don't think AEW would probably give their titles to um, to a WWE wrestler. It wouldn't make any sense either because, you know, they're 
they're they're both in different storylines and stuff. As of right now, the undisputed elite isn't in any storyline, but you know by this time, pretty sure they will. But you know, makes sense that they would probably have the undisputed elite win. Uh, so yeah, undisputed elite would win. The champ, uh, Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, and Kyle O'Reilly would retain the titles. And then of course we have the traditional five on five contest. Now every Survivor Series, there's a there is two five on five contests. There's one men's and one women's. Obviously, from if you uh, heard my previous uh, episode a year ago, I did uh, the same concept only for each night. It would be two five on five, so it'd be two men, two women, because the rosters are really big. Um, so obviously, this would be the first. This is the first traditional one. It would be the women's, uh, the first women. So the first women's traditional five on five contest would take after the trios match which would consist of Team AEW, which will consist of Ruby Soho, Athena, Hikiru Shida, I still can't pronounce that name, I am so sorry, uh, ROH, World, uh, ROH Women's World Champion Mercedes Martinez, and Tay Conti. I want ROH to be represented because, as many of you know, and if you don't know, uh, President and CEO of AEW, Tony Khan, has purchased ROH, so, you know, might as well get a little bit of ROH in there, you know, like, get, have them be represented, of course, kind of get that little rub off of, uh, off of this show and stuff, and then it would be versus Team WWE, um, uh, right now, if you're a WWE fan, you know that, um, this individual that I'm about to name, um, is, has a pretty rough relationship with the company right now, given what happened a couple weeks ago, but I'm hopeful that by now that she is back in the company and stuff, that by when this show happens, that she's already returned back to the company and they kind of like uh, put, uh, you know, fixed everything they needed to fix. Like the relationship is as stable as it's going to get and stuff. And they apologize, like WWE apologizes for what happened and stuff. And yeah, I just hope that things go well by then. But obviously, Team WWE is going to consist of Sasha Banks. Queen Selena, Rhea Ripley, Aaliyah, because I want the future of WWE in there, of the women's division, and then NXT women's champion Mandy Rose. Because if ROH, Ring of Honor, is going to be represented in this company, then we gotta get NXT to get in, to get, we gotta get NXT in there, you know, they gotta represent to NXT, you know, because NXT is. It was at the time, at one point, was considered the third brand of WWE, but now. Given that, you know, what's happened with WWE in this recent shift, you could say it's now a de- purely a, de- a developmental brand. So, but you still got to represent it. So, you know, Ring of Honor is being represented in Team AEW. So, uh, NXT is going to be represented in Team WWE. And obviously for me, the picks who would win this, uh, who would win this match um, is Team WWE because... Uh, last year, I had all of AEW just kind of sweep WWE. So, obviously, this is kind of like the redemption arc for WWE where they're going to come back and try to um, try to right the wrongs of last year, essentially. So, this is the redemption arc. So, this time around, it will be the lone survivors. My picks are Sasha Banks and Aaliyah. Sasha Banks because, you know, she's got to get that big win because I, have, uh, I truly believe that Sasha Banks, uh, many people have said too, that she has the capability of being at like the status that Roman Reigns is, like she could be a Hollywood star, like uh, like the face of the women's division, like 
And I truly believe that. So Sasha Banks obviously has to come out on top. And then, of course, Aaliyah, who I believe is the future of the women's division. And I really do hope that she's booked a little better over the coming weeks because as of recent, she hasn't been booked that well. Plus, she did kind of get screwed out of creative last year where she was told she was going to be a part of the Survivor Series team, only for her to not be a part of the Survivor Series team. Like, it, it, it seemed a little wrong. Like, obviously, it's scripted and stuff. So she obviously knew she wasn't going to be a part of it. But it's still kind of messed up where you tell her, oh, yeah, you're going to be on the team. But in reality, you're not. So I feel like this is a good way to, like, write, uh, rewrite that wrong and just be like, all right, you know, we kind of were a little messed up to do that last year. Here we go. We're going to give you the win. And you're going to be a part of the team as well. So my picks is going to be Team WWE coming out on top with Sasha Banks and Aaliyah on top. Then we're going to have the battle of the strongest women's I've seen in a long time. At least in terms of like WWE. Uh, Raw Women's Champion versus TBS Champion. That is Bianca Belair versus Jade Cargill. Uh, this is just a battle of strengths. Like they're both really strong women. Like they are freaking strong. Like I, I like, um... I don't know how else to describe them. Like, they're really strong. Like, they they put the men to shame. Like, they put me to shame. And I'm not afraid. I'm not um, I'm not ashamed to say that because they're really st- powerful women from what I can see. Like, they, they got the muscles to show it. They got the abs to show it. Like, I'm like, dang. Like, I, I wish I had abs and muscles like that. You know, um, I wish. I really do wish I had that. But it's just so amazing seeing, like, these two women just go out there and and like not only represent like uh like the WWE women's division or the AEW women's division but just to prove that hey you know uh because you know not to get too political or like too like into this i guess it's not political but um you know get into this conversation is the best term is like you know to prove that women can stick with men they could just be as strong just as fast just as strong as the men can and every, like a lot of people know that like a lot of people know that the women have so much like they have much more potential than the men and i'm not afraid to say that like i know that for a fact that the women have way more potential are way stronger than any guy out there and i know that might spark a little little controversy with a few people out there but you know i'm not afraid to say that like it's very true you know and i'm sure a lot of people agree so you know this match would just be a battle of the strengths to see who the strongest woman in the in both divisions are um, and here I would actually give the win to Bianca Belair because I do like Jade Cargo and I like what she's been doing with the, with the, her undefeated streak and the, um, the WWE or TBS championship. Um, but, uh, I do think that her character does need now at least a big loss. So that way that AEW can kind of, um, can kind of uh, rewrite her character a little bit because her character, her character has been a little stale, at least to my opinion. I'm pretty sure there might be a few who agree to that. We're like, yeah, it's great that she has like these squash matches, this squash matches and stuff, but like she hasn't really had like that breakout moment to prove like she's uh, like a big star and stuff. Like she has a lot of potential to be that big star, like to be a future AEW world's women's champion. But it's just right now, given how she's kind of being booked to kind of just squash everybody, especially like veteran wrestlers, like Ruby Soho and stuff like that. Like, um, I just think like they need to book her a little bit different or at least go back to the drawing board with her character and just kind of be like, all right, 
um, this is what we need to do in order to like get you like add a little more pizzazz to her character because she has she, don't get me wrong like she is such she has great she's a great she has a great personality great attitude everything like she plays that character perfectly I just think that there's something that needs to be taken back to the drawing board so that she can break through that feeling and be that next big star that AEW needs and stuff especially in the women's division because um as many wrestling fans know AEW's women's division hasn't been booked the best you know they do have great matches and great wrestlers on there it's just it does need a little bit of work on it and I'm pretty sure a lot of people agree with that so I want Bianca Belair to win so that way um this gives uh Jade's, Jade Cargo's character kind of a moment to be like okay I'm not invincible like, obviously, she's not invincible. Like, she can be beaten and stuff like that. It's time to, like, go back to the drawing board and, like, rewrite her character a little bit. Or just discover what it is that it's missing so that the audience can click with it a bit more. So, yeah. Between the Raw Women's Champion and TBS Champion, I would want Bianca Belair to win. So, that's my pick right there. Next is one match that I really, really want to happen. Aside from... Because last year, I had the Usos versus the Young Bucks. Which is a dream match that everybody wants. Because especially given the super kick status they both have. But now given the fact that this other tag team has been on a roll as of late. And have been proven time and time again. They are the best of the best. Like I think it's only fair that we put them against WWE's best of the best. So obviously we're going to have the next match following the Raw versus TBS champion match. It's going to be the undisputed WWE Tag Team Champions versus the AEW. Because by this time, I do want FTR to kind of win the AEW title. So that way they have all the gold. Um, so AEW slash ROH slash AAA World Tag Team Champions, a.k.a. FTR. So the Usos versus the F versus FTR. I just think this would be a freaking masterpiece of a tag team match. Like they will tear the roof off the place. I am guaranteeing that this will be the match of night one. I guarantee it because they, like, the Usos have proven time and time again that they can go with any tag team and put on a five-star match and probably even a seven-star match, you know. No, for sure a seven-star match. Like, they are so good. And like I said... FTR is just one of the best tag teams out there. And they have been putting on just beautiful masterpieces of tag team wrestling. Like they are putting tag team wrestling back on the map. Because for years WWE hasn't been doing a good job putting it on the map. And they're the biggest promotion out there. So the fact that FTR is in AEW and putting them on the map again. Like that's great. So obviously take the Usos, take FTR... It's a match made in heaven. You know, obviously this match has happened before when they were the Revival. Um, but because of the booking that, you know, WWE did with the with the Revival, like, the match was not, didn't live up to the hype as it should have, you know. Because this should have been a match that had so much hype, so much potential to, like, just break so many boundaries. But because of the booking style that WWE did, the Revival just, you know, never took off in the main roster, which is such a shame. But now that there's on top of the world and the Usos are on top of the world just a match made in heaven and obviously I want FTR to win because I love the Usos don't get me wrong the Usos are one of the best tag teams and out there and stuff but you know 
FTR just have been on a massive, massive role that kind of eclipses a little bit of what the Usos are doing. And I would just, like, it would make sense to just put FTR over, you know, put FTR over, um, you know, over this contest. Like, the Usos aren't going to suffer from this match. They're not going to suffer that much. Like, the Usos are already one of the biggest tag teams in WWE and wrestling, you know. So, obviously, this, is, this isn't this is going to hurt their status. If anything, it's going to help them because they're going to be like, oh, we went toe-to-toe with FTR and we pushed them so far to the limit, farther than any tag team, like, that has faced them since, you know, since they left WWE, like, it would just make sense to put FTR over, especially given the the role. Plus, I have a little dream scenario that I would love to see where it's just the Usos versus FTR one last time, but if somehow we were able to get, like, all three companies to agree, well, all, both companies, I should, uh, yeah, three companies technically because, you know, AAA is a triple uh, different company, um, but if we could get all three companies, WWE, uh, AEW slash Ring of Honor, um, and AAA to agree to put all the titles, like the undisputed WWE tag team titles, the AEW slash Ring of Honor slash AAA titles, all on the line in a winner take all match. That right there would just blow the roof off the place. That would be a match that so many people would tune in because they would just be like, oh my god, who's gonna take the gold? Is it the Usos? Is it FTR? Like, that right there, I'm not going to book it. Like, Or, I'm not book it. What am I saying? I'm sounding like Vince McMahon right there. But um, that right there, I'm not going to say who I want to win. Because um, it could go either way. Because, you know, it would make sense for um, the Usos to win. Because in storyline, like, it would make sense. Given the fact that, um, you know, uh, the bloodline has been saying for, for months storyline-wise. That they are the best and they're going to collect all the gold and stuff. So it makes sense from a storyline point of view. For FTR, would you... Oh, excuse me. For FTR, obviously, same thing. To prove that they're the best tag team and stuff. But also, given, like, uh, the history that uh, FTR has had, it would just make so much more sense. It would kind of be a giant, like, middle finger to WWE. Like, you didn't believe to me. You didn't believe me. Like, you didn't believe in us being, like, one of your, like, massive tag team or one of the biggest tag teams in your company now we're going to take your titles and not give them back or something or keep them as long as we want and stuff so it would make sense so uh it could go either way if that match were to ever happen you know but i'm not going to try to dream scenario pick who would win on that one but as of right now undisputed wwe tag team champions versus aew roa slash triple a world tag team champions ftr would win i want ftr to win just to get that massive massive role to continue you know that that fiery heat they have then obviously it's the main event of night one i will be doing a night two on a second uh on a second episode so that way you know these episodes isn't this episode isn't as super long but night one would end with a with last bleh, last year it ended with the women today we're going to have the men this year we're going to have the men uh cap it off so it's going to be the first men's traditional five-on-five contest and it's going to be team wwe which is going to consist of Rey mysterio because we need a legend in there seth freaking rollins kofi kingston drew mcintyre and omos because we need that power you know we need omos's power to be in there and stuff like that and it's obviously going to be versus team AEW, which is going to be consisted of andrade el idolo because andrade hasn't been 
booked that well either. So this would be a proper way to get him back on the map and stuff. Darby Allen, Matt Hardy, because we do need a legend in there. Uh, veteran, you could say. Eddie Kingston, because he's just been on a roll as of late. And then, of course, Keith Lee, the future of AEW. You know, it's a shame what happened to him in WWE. Should have been a big star by now. But, you know, given the booking that was happening back then, it's such a shame. But, yeah, this would be a great way to end night one. Just men going at it, like, with such athleticism. And then, obviously, to end night one, because for the most part, uh, AEW has been, was on a roll throughout most of the night. So, to end the night off, the lone survivor slash winner, I would want it to be Keith Lee. Because Keith Lee, um, a couple years back in the 2019 um, show, he did go out and put on a massive performance between him and Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins. So it would make sense that Keith Lee is the lone survivor for Team AEW. So winning uh, winning this match, Team AEW, you know, coming on top at the last night and Keith Lee getting that massive, massive star power that he needed fighting all these champions, all these like legends and stuff, former world champions and stuff, you know, just going out there and just defeating, you know, all the odds and he's the lone survivor and stuff. So Keith Lee caps off the night, you know, ends night one. This is the the end of night one. AW, you know, passed the fireworks show and stuff. So yeah, that's the best way to end night one is Keith Lee. But yeah, that is my dream scenario for night one of my Survivor Series dream match for this year's uh, event. Um, hopefully you guys like it. Hopefully you guys, you enjoyed my booking status i know that there's a lot of wrestlers that uh from AEW's roster that i did not book in this match um which um i do apologize but you can only book so much without the show dragging for too long and given the fact that there's two five on five contests and those generally do take a long time um it only makes sense that we only book like this much shows and as many of these we can so that's why you know the night thing would work out a little better because at least you can get more roster on there but yeah i hope you guys enjoyed this uh this uh part one uh or night one of my survivor series dream match i i would love to see it or if they if they were to ever do a wwe versus AEW matchup i whatever they booked i will watch it because it would just be a dream come true you know just having both companies at it but yeah that's my dream scenario. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. I'm going to be posting night two a couple days later. Um, but yeah, hopefully you guys enjoyed this. Hopefully you guys liked it. I also did a WrestleMania one where I booked uh, the coming WrestleMania. Um, so I'll be doing an episode on that one too as well. But yeah, hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Hopefully you liked it. Uh, and you know, I hope you guys like this type of content, you know. Um, uh, my schedule right now that I'm booking is every Tuesday and Saturday. So, you know, expect episodes on each of those days. For now, it could change given the fact that I am going to back to school a couple days in a couple weeks. Um, so, I'll try to book as much. I'll try to release as much content as I can. But yeah, hopefully you guys enjoy. Hope you like and subscribe. And uh, as always, I do have another podcast with my friend Michael called Collision. Or we do the same thing that I do in this um, in this channel where we review movies, wrestling, like we talk everything video games. So if you like what I do in this ep- on this podcast, then I'm sure you'll love what we do on the other. So go give it a check out. Share some love there because we would appreciate it. We're going to be posting new content 
coming up. And then go check out Michael's uh, Michael's personal podcast, The Crazy World of, of Michael's. I'm going to be linking both podcasts uh, in the description below so you can guys give it a check out. Uh, he dropped some fiery content as well. You know, he hasn't recently released anything new because he has been busy, but he will be back at it again. But yeah, go check out his personal podcast. And yeah, hope you guys have a lovely and safe day, night, evening, afternoon, whenever you're listening to this. As always, you know, you guys, if you can get that COVID-19 vaccine, go get it. If you can't, understandable. No one's going to try to force you. Just be safe out there, all right? Let's live our lives and be the safest we can. All right, you guys, I'll talk to you later. Peace.